Hello, everyone. Today we have another Alumni Spotlight episode for you where we catch up with a graduate of the PGA Golf Management Program. In this episode, I had the chance to sit down with TJ Loudner. TJ is the current head golf professional at Tiburon Golf Club in Gretna, Nebraska. Uh, while he was a student in the program, TJ was a, a great student to have. He was an excellent leader, and he's making us incredibly proud of him as he uh, works his way into the industry. So we hope you enjoy this conversation and this Four, episode. Three, two, one. TJ, thank you for joining me today. Really excited to have you on. Um, why don't you tell everybody about yourself a little bit, and then we'll kind of get into your story and, and about the program and everything that you've done. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Brad. Um, so I'm originally from Blair, Nebraska, graduated there, uh, came down to UNL for the uh, PGM program. Uh, right now, I graduated last August. So for the last year and a half, I've been the head pro at Tiburon Golf Club in Gretna, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska, basically. Um, been been loving it there. Been uh, the uh, the director of golf that I work with. He is actually my girlfriend's brother-in-law. So there's a little bit of family dynamics of that. So that's something that's been fun for the last two years. It's also been things that have been heated every once in a while. But it's, I think we're okay if things get heated, heated between us because we know personally it doesn't matter too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you're, you're, uh, you're actually just down the street from where I am. I mean, I, give, I guess if it wasn't for COVID, we would have done this thing face to face. Cause I'm in, I'm in Gretna myself at my house <laughs> recording right now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, very, very cool. So what, uh, what kind of turned you onto the program? How'd you, how'd you find out about us? Your, your story is not the same as everyone else's. I'm sure of that. Yeah, so I, I actually, I've got a couple older brothers. Uh, I got three older brothers. The one nearest in age uh, went to UNL for the uh, same program, actually, Dakota. And he graduated about four four years before I graduated. So pretty much in high school, when he graduated high school, I was just coming into a freshman. So we weren't ever in high school at the same time. But luckily, he turned this four-and-a-half-year program into a five-year program down in Lincoln. <laughs> so there was a year, uh, my freshman year, that he was actually still in school down in Lincoln. So that was kind of, that was fun. But, uh, yeah, he, he he went down to it, and I figured if he was able to graduate from it, then I, I would have just as much of a shot because I saw what he had on his ACT score and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um so, so you, your brother kind of turned you on to the idea a little bit, which is cool. You know, one of these days we're going to have both of you on the show. I think that'd be cool. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> it could be entertaining for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, just kind of, you know, give me a little bit of, of an idea of your background and, and, uh, what it was that really kind of made you know the program was right. Not just because your brother went through it, but what made it right for you? Yeah. Obviously when I came down on my visit, uh, got to realize what type like east campus being on east campus is entirely separate from city campus it's more more i don't want to say it's a smaller it's more uh together is there's just a different sense over there different feel and so even though you're going to a twenty five thousand student college at least that's what it was when i was there or something like that you only you're going to see the same 200 kids every day so you start to know it's it's it's, it's something that you can actually get get on board with right away from day one you don't feel like you're a nobody pretty much but uh yeah i mean the facilities down there are perfect um they're obviously the the teaching lab the simulator lab and 
all the classroom stuff that we get to use, all the technology was up to date, made it made it easy. Obviously, we can use these Zoom Zoom meetings now. I don't know if that was a thing back when my two older brothers went through Lincoln back when it was a Big Twelve school. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think so. Uh, you know, we had uh, for a little while we had some other tools to do uh, virtual stuff, but Zoom is fairly new, and we were using it pre-pandemic, but uh, it's definitely taken a, a front row seat in these days. Yeah, and, and the main thing that turned, like, I guess, well, I, I grew up never being a big Husker fan. Uh, Dad went to KU to golf, and he golfed down there for three years. And so we grew up as KU fans, and everyone's, well, you gotta, you gotta be a Nebraska fan if you live in Nebraska. And it was, it was actually quite fun going to school there four years and never once donning a, a Husker shirt unless I was getting paid for it, <laughs> <laughs> or, or on a free trip, right? And we can exactly. get into that. We can get into some of that stuff later. But uh, why did I mean you, you, you've got game. Uh, did you did you try to go play at KU? Uh, not really. I mean, I had the game, but I guess I never really put myself out there as much as I probably should have. I I wasn't from day one. I don't think I was actually too interested in possibly playing golf at the next level. I just kind of wanted to go, hit the books a little harder. Maybe I maybe I should have tried a little bit more, but I I never really kind of put myself out there as much as maybe I should have. And I think that probably probably why my my name wasn't on anybody's list. I guess Midland came out and talked to me. That's just because they're right out down the road from Blair, 20 miles from from where I grew up. So I'm sure they they saw my name on the newspaper every once in a while. So they gave me a shout. But none of the none of the big schools, I guess per se, were looking at me. And I I never put my name out there either. So gotcha. So you so you didn't really have a, a whole lot of uh, ambition to play college golf. It wasn't really at the the forefront of what you were looking to do. I suppose is that right? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I grew up being a baseball player. So I thought I was, I thought I was going to be a baseball player in college. Gotcha. Um, and what happened to that? Uh, well, I, I got to high school and I played golf on the, uh, on the high school team because I liked the coach better. And to this day, I'm still texting that coach almost once a week. Uh, Ross Udy is his name. He's a great guy. And so I keep in touch with him a lot. Obviously, a uh, bunch of the kids from those high school teams. I still keep in touch with one of the kids. Uh, he would have been a sophomore when I was a senior uh, in high school. He's actually playing right now at Creighton. So it's not like Blair didn't have a little bit of talent there. It's just some people wanted to, wanted to pursue a little bit more. And I guess some of us just kind of played golf to play golf. And none of us, none of us like to lose. We consider ourselves gamers. So when push comes to shove, we, we, we make sure we're, we're doing well. <laughs> Gotcha. So you're, so you're competitive to say the least. Um, what, uh, t- take me through the program a little bit. What did you really like about the program while you were here? Uh, the fact that I could miss class on Tuesdays and Thursdays to go play golf. That, that was a big upsell for me. <laughs> well, to be, to be clear, we don't have let anybody miss class. We engineer schedules <laughs> so that you don't have to miss class. Right. Uh, but yeah, every Tuesday and Thursday afternoon, and you certainly, you and, and your brother was no different. You guys certainly took uh, took full advantage of that, which is pretty cool. What else? Uh, I kind of forgot the question already. Can you repeat? I'm sorry. What would you really <laughs> like about being down at UNL in um, the program? Obviously, I mean, being at UNL itself is obviously growing up here in Nebraska is the in-state tuition. That was a big, big push. There was other uh, programs that I were looking at, like uh, UNLV and then Florida Gulf Coast. And then I started crunching the numbers and I was like, it, it might not be worth it. And like, especially with everything that UNL has down there, the all the 
uh, turf grass, the putting greens that they're putting outside that they're doing all the research and stuff on, having all that stuff there literally right in your backyard. I mean, what's to complain about that? Sure, sure. Yeah. So you so you, you just knew PGA golf management for you for sure. And then it was just a question of uh, in-state tuition was in your backyard and then uh, the other stuff. Cool. Very nice. Um, did you, uh, did you participate? I know you did. I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway, because not everybody listening might know the answer. Did you participate in some of the other events that are held through our program, the, uh, Jones cup cone cup, uh, or any others? Yeah. So I, I don't think I ever played in the cone cup. The only thing I was actually played in was the Joan cup, just kind of do the scheduling, but it was funny. The, it was a year after I think my extended internship, I came back and I only played like in three or four golf events. Actually, I played in four, but uh, the fourth one got rain, rained out. So the three tournaments that I did play in, I, I somehow ended up to win that, that semester. I was on a pretty <laughs> pretty, pretty good stretch there. And so I think our requirements are that you have to play in four tournaments uh, or five maybe before we can go play in the uh, Jones Cup or something like that. Yeah, it's four four per semester, um, which is what we call the bare minimum. And I, I know most of the time you played in more than that, but sometimes, you know, weather and circumstance dictates otherwise, or if it's a class or something that gets in the way. So I can't believe you you never played in the Cone Cup? No, I, I never played in the Cone Cup. I must but, uh, be remembering that wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what else? Did you play in any others? Yeah, so actually, uh, I don't know. I think we just started going my senior year, our third third class, whatever you want to call it. But uh, we went down to Florida for the uh, PGA Works, which I don't know if they were letting uh, PGM schools come to it, but it's pretty much a, just a big tournament where pretty much if you're a minority in college and you're playing golf at any type of level, they put on just a huge tournament. And it's honestly one of the coolest things I've ever got to be a part of. And I went down with uh, three classmates of mine, obviously uh, Knuckle and Ari Hunt. And we, we had a blast down there. It was a, we were, it, well, it was a, it was nice for me because I got the because me being Native American and them being uh, descendants from India, it was kind of a nice little not hanging out with them as much at Lincoln to having just pretty much a week with them and just kind of getting exposed to everything that they do and things that they do different. But then obviously, golf golf is golf, so they, there's always something that you can get, have have to, together pretty much. Right. And, you know, we had, uh, we had some of the folks from PGA works talking about the scholars program on the show a while back. Um, and, uh, I, I don't remember if in that episode, if we covered or talked about the PGA works championship or not, but you're right. When you went with, uh, Ari Hunt and knuckle, you guys were the first, uh, to represent the program down there, um, for that. So we had some college support, which was really cool. Um, and, and really neat. And you, so you mentioned your background, you're, you're native American. Um, mm-hmm. Has that, uh, just to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, I don't know that we plan on talking about that. Has that helped or uh, helped you in any way as you pursued an, a career in the golf industry? Have you been able to sort of leverage that diverse background uh, in a way that's helpful to you? Uh, not from, like, I, I would imagine it has, but like when I go into those meetings or when I go into some type of like, uh, when we had to do those scholarship meetings and pretty much and have to go sit down in front of the board, I'm sure that was on their mind, but I, I've never walked into a, a meeting like that thinking, oh, I'm going to get this or I'm not going to get this because of, of who I am or anything. I go in there based on how I think I am as a person and me, I try to keep things light for the most part, but it's one of those, I, I try to go and I just be myself and I, I just try to think that I can put off the best person that I can be 
that that's good enough. It doesn't matter about anything else. Sure. And I didn't mean to insinuate no, anything no, no, other no, than no, that. You're, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> I but, know uh, you're fine. But yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think it's necessarily put me forward. I think obviously the thing that helped me out, I got to go play in that PJ works. So that's obviously I call that a benefit of being of a minority race and something like that and, and being that way. Sure. Have you um, have you reached back to to your community to your your uh, uh, Native American communities to kind of talk about your career path and what you've been on and what that those opportunities have afforded you as an individual? Yeah, actually, my uh, myself and Dakota, we we talked about it. Obviously, he's up at uh, River Wilds in Blair, Nebraska, a the uh, sister course for uh, Tiburon. So that's kind of fun there. But we've talked about uh, driving up to uh, Niobrara to Tatanka Golf Club and thinking about doing youth clinics up there even if we it's hard to figure out the logistics side of it working for a different company going up to somewhere else but we've talked about going up there and doing kind of stuff like Nota Begay's done and like do just little clinics for kids that have probably a little less fortunate than us and try to give back in any way we can. Fantastic uh, that's that's awesome uh, awesome work uh, that you guys are even just talking about doing that that's really cool stuff and I hope you keep us uh, uh, posted on what that brings about. Um, I'm going to shift gears a little bit, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. and maybe we can talk a, a bit about your internship experiences. So where all did you go? What did you learn? What did you see? Yeah, so I, I did the the route that you guys pushed me not to do for the most part. I kind of just stayed in Nebraska. I did my first one at Tiburon Golf Club where I worked, but then I did my second or the, the extended inter- internship at Fremont Golf Club with uh, Nathan Colleen. And he was the, he was right before he was the section president. And so I got to work with him and it was actually another blur guy out there at the time, Cordy Rosette. Uh, he was a head pro and I was just interning out there. So that was really cool getting to see the private side of life, seeing how they, they do things and obviously working under with, with Nathan. Obviously you don't get to work with pretty much the section president any, anytime you go to any internship. So that was obviously a, a plus and something that I won't, won't forget in the near future. Yeah, for sure. Um, so did, did working at Fremont kind of solidify for you that you wanted to work at a place like Tiburon, which of course is a high volume public facility rather than a private, of course, Fremont's a pretty high volume, but it is a, a private facility or, or was it just kind of, you just had that leaning anyway? Uh, was there anything about it or I'm just uh, curious? Uh, yeah, honestly, I probably of, and I hate to say this while I work at Tiburon, but I think I enjoyed probably my Fremont internship the most just because it was something that I hadn't seen. I, I was used to working at public courses or semi-private courses growing up and the high volume has always, has always been there for, for the uh, courses that I've worked at. But I like Fremont just because it was, you didn't see 200 different faces every day. You saw 150 of the same faces where at Tiburon, we pretty much get them in the door, say hi, treat them well, but then obviously kick them out so they could make their tea time on time. <laughs> right. Right. Where, where at Fremont, you could have a, you could have a 20 minute conversation and the guy could be 30 minutes late to his tea time, but he doesn't care. No one cares. No one's really forcing that he be there on time and whatnot. And I, I think I did enjoy that part the most that I could go there and be more relaxed with everyone right away. But now that I've been at Tiburon now for almost, it feels like three, four years now, I know all the membership. So the membership, it feels like it kind of, the way you treat them will be same the same, but it's just kind of making sure you find the right ones. And I think Fremont was a perfect fit for me and Tebron has been a perfect fit for me. So it, it was, I was very fortunate that I fell upon those two for my internships. And then obviously now working at Tebron. Gotcha. So did you, you finished your internship uh, circuit, your 16 months at Tiburon and that just turned into full-time employment. Is that right? Pretty much. So when my brother Dakota, he was actually the head pro at Tiburon 
before I came over there for an internship. And so he had to go down to Kansas city for a year for his head pro duties or something or another. So when he left, uh, Matt Wallen, the director of golf pretty much called me and said, Hey, uh, I've got a job opening for you. A summer job. He's like, do it for your internship hours, but then pretty much you're going to be around in March and you're going to be around till November on the weekends. So it was almost like a full-time job that just kind of stuck around. And then obviously dating his sister-in-law and, it being he was he used to be out at uh, River Wilds and Blair when I was growing up, so he's been a family friend. My oldest brother was his best man at his wedding, so it was kind of like just kind of worked out. So there's a lot of connection there for sure, <laughs> and yes, that's not yes, an yes, uncommon. Yes, yeah, and that's not an uncommon um, sort of scenario. Not that exact one, but uh, you know, in our our industry is it's very tight knit. Everybody's works close together, and and uh, a lot of people know a lot of people, which is really what makes it really cool. Mm-hmm. So, so you graduated and then you moved straight into that position at Tiburon. Um, and you, you kept playing high level golf. Is that right? For pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I, yeah. So, I, oops, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, go ahead and, and tell me a, a little bit about some of your more recent tournament, uh, experiences. Uh, so what I've started to realize is I play better in like the individual ones where it's like a pro pro or pro assistance and these pro-ams apparently whenever I bring in the uh, 13, 14 handicaps, I seem to start playing to their level a little bit more, <laughs> but, but uh, no. So we had our Nebraska section championship here about three weeks ago now. And mm-hmm. that was the first one I was able to play in cause I didn't graduate till August last year. So I think I had just missed it or something or that, that nature. So I was able to play it this year and, Lo and behold, Vermeer wins again. Nothing new there, but he was at 11 under for the for the three rounds, and somehow I managed to sneak my way into second place at six under. I kind of uh, Scooter was down there. He was like, "You've never played this well before," and I was like, "Well, well, that's probably true." <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know if it is though. You know, b- before we got on to record, I was uh, in in Zoom class with some students, and I asked them, "I said, is there anything you want me to ask TJ?" And Tanner Elke. He wanted to know, like, when did you start playing well? Was it just after graduation and you got to play more golf, so now you're better, or what happened? And and Dan brought up your performance at PGA Works, where, you know, to be honest, we're we're watching you, and it kind of looked like you were going to win that event coming down the stretch. Um, And then you you just, you know, things don't always fold out the way you want them to, right? Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. The I mean, I've always felt like the game, like I've always had the game to complete, compete at any level. Obviously, I, I won tournaments in high school. Then I got to the PGM program. Then I, I won tournaments at the PGM program. And it was kind of one of those things when I, after I graduated and I was able to play in these events, I was like, you know what? I've been able to compete at every level that I've played at. Why not this one? I mean, I feel like I could, as long as I have like that confidence and that mentality, I feel like I could go do anything that I want. But at the same time, I know I got to, the, the work's got to be put in too. And so I've been trying to find two, three hours here every, every day to try to go out and do something, practice. But now uh, our director of golf actually just had his first child last, last Friday. And so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I had probably about 50 hours within those four days of work. So there wasn't a whole lot of time for golf. And so this last uh, program Monday kind of showed that I hadn't touched a golf club in about six days. So I think I went out and shot a smooth, 79. <laughs> hey, that can happen to any of us. <laughs> and and, and that, yeah, go ahead. Was, the, the funny thing was too, uh, actually uh, a month ago, a month and a half ago, uh, a month ago, actually, I had to go get a steroid shot in my wrist. I was hitting range balls one day and I actually, 
I, I tweaked it somehow one way or another, the other. And I was, I couldn't swing a golf club for two weeks. And like, I had a, I had to form my swing to not bend my wrist at all, which could be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> oh yeah. Could be. Sometimes that can make things so much worse. So be careful. <laughs> if you got I, something that's working, be careful messing with it. <laughs> that, I, I noticed that because I got on the track, man, because I was just sitting on a uh, just a little soft fade to put a, a ball out and play. But then I got on the track, man, and I saw the numbers that my path might have been like eight degrees to the left. And I was like, that's not good. <laughs> what, I, what, I didn't, what I didn't think it was doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could play that. That's playable. We teach yeah. that in class. You remember all that <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. So what, what's it going to take for you to beat Vermeer? Um, probably you, know you can do it. Probably a stick while he's asleep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's uh, he's pretty good. You know, I I was watching you for a little while in that section championship, and I kind of wondered. I'm like, is he going to sneak up from behind and catch catch Ryan Vermeer off uh, off his guard a little bit and maybe sneak past him because that can happen. Uh, yeah. You just you never know. Um, and, but, and and that was actually we were able to be on our phones for those events and actually see like the leaderboard and so i was obviously watching it the entire time and i took a screenshot too when i was at five under and i think on the uh on the leaderboard it had my name first and i was like oh mm-hmm. wasn't expecting to see that this week <laughs> yeah well you know you got did that help you or did that hurt you would it have been better if you I, didn't see your name up there and just kept playing yeah i think i think it probably hurt me because i went off on that on that second 18 that first day at 31, I shot a five under, had had the uh, five birdies and uh, all pars, no bogeys. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I've ever had a, a perfect round before where I've had zero bogeys. And so I think I kind of let that slip into my mind, especially with the uh, being in the lead. And I, I threw out two, three bogeys, I think, on the back nine, but then a birdie in there to finish three under for that for that round. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty good. My goal was to get the six under for for that first day, but then I kind of I kind of faltered there towards the back nine a little bit but such is life and then i knew the next day if i could just get to uh to six under because i saw it was myself and a couple other guys at three under and then there's two guys like at five and six but they just went off ballistic for one round and i was like it's gonna be hard to repeat that again unless your name is vermeer and i was like i think they'll shoot even par or maybe fall back just a little bit and the two guys that were with me at three under are really good guys we had uh, Giacomo, he was at three under and, and freezing. He actually had to finish two holes on that second day. I think he doubled and went par. So he was at one under and I was like, well, if I can just put a little pressure on them and not that I needed to, they're really good golfers. But I was like, if I could just kind of make sure if I beat them or tied with them at the end of the day, I'll know I'll be top five. Cause that's the main thing at the uh, section championship obviously is if you're top five, you need to go have the chance to go play in the uh, PPC and whatnot. And if you get top 20 there, you go play in a major. It's kind of how I saw it. So I was like, just one goal at a time. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. So yeah, you top we had five spots this year in the section championship that uh, that qualified for the professional national championship. And where's that going to be held? Do you know? Actually, it's uh, Port St. Lucie at the PGA Golf Club. So you know that course. Yep, I played uh, that play, one. You played that one. Um, when you guys were there for works, was it the Ryder course? It was the opposite what we played for the Jones Cup. So I think and, jo- the- and Jones Cup's the Wanamaker. So my guess is you'll be on the Wanamaker course for the uh, PNC. I think oh. I read I read it there. They got us on both one day. Oh, uh, the, okay. So they do the for before they have their cut because like 300 some uh, PGA guys going. They'll do a cut after the first two days. So you'll play one, I think, on the writer and one on the Wanamaker. And then cut and then probably finish on the Wanamaker. Would be my I guess. think so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they've done things like that down there. And I actually did an internship down there. So I spent a lot of my oh. time in that, in that neighborhood. Um, <laughs> 
well, that'll be cool. So, and then the, the top 20 out of the, it's probably 300 people that make it into that. The mm-hmm. top 20 go to play, you said, in a major, which is a PGA championship. Yep. Um, yep. So we're, we're cheering for you, man. Keep, yeah. keep that game, keep that game sharp because you'd be this, you'd be the second student from our program to uh, make it through the PNC and qualify for the PGA championship. So that'd be pretty cool stuff, especially considering, you know, we're not one of the bigger programs or one of the programs that's been around the longest. So yeah. um, that would be, that'd be pretty awesome. No pressure, no pressure. <laughs> what are you doing to prepare? Uh, well, actually finding, finding a caddy. <laughs> okay. Your brother will uh, caddy for you? Well, Dakota was upset because he actually had a working event that Monday of the section championship. Uh, and he was like, Well, if I if I got the play, I would have gone too. But we we know <laughs> we know the hard truth about that. that <laughs> no, but that would have been really cool. <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, sure. I think I'm gonna get my oldest brother, Marcus. Uh he called it way back when when uh, I was just being a freshman in the program, Dakota was just uh, leaving the program. He was going, they were watching obviously TV of the uh, the the national championship and whatnot, and one of his buddies like, so when do you go to caddy for Dakota at that? And he he called it right then and there. He's like, it'll be TJ first before Dakota goes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and Dakota's had way more chances. <laughs> this is this is true. This is true. <laughs> and I think, and we will need to follow up on this, but I think, I don't think you can qualify for a for a PNC any younger than you have. Oh, really? I mean, your first your first year out of college because yeah. you got to be a PGA professional to do it. Yep. Um. So there's just there there can't be a pool of what 23, 23 year olds, twenty three, twenty two maybe that have done that. There can't be that many. Um. And, and we so, actually, I was on the phone with uh, David Hannans. He's actually waiting on the reply from uh, Jim White. Obviously, the the legend, the goat that he is. He he know he he qualified at a really young age, but he didn't know if it was like. 23 or 24 or 22 he was right in that range too yeah that's what i mean if you're going to do it young that's as young as you can do it and of course jim's jim's won the section championship in five different decades i think so yes yes yeah he is a legend for sure (laughs) (laughs) so all right well cool we'll keep uh keep preparing for that and uh and we'll we'll be cheering for you when that uh, pnc's played down in port st Lucie, florida um what else what's next for you what's on your plate what's coming up um, not, not a whole lot. Obviously the, uh, the director of golf having his first child has pretty much put me in the office every day that there's been sunlight. And so I just been in there. We, so like Saturday, this last Saturday, we had a 16, uh, group event go off at 8am. Then we had a 64 group event go off at one o'clock. And then Sunday we had another 36 team event. And then today we had the Lincoln seniors. There was about 38 teams for that so it's just i've, I've been busy so but, i can't just slip over there and hop on real quick for an emergency nine or anything i i gotta call well, ahead you're saying well if, if you know the right guy we can always make something work we're good like oh, that okay. Okay. we're good at our jobs <laughs> <laughs> awesome well it sounds like you're staying busy and that's a good thing um, yeah that's a really good thing right now so fantastic where can uh where can people find you where can they reach out to you if they wanted to just say hello or mention they heard you on the podcast do you got any social media uh presence or anything anywhere anybody can you'd want yeah. them to look for you yeah they, they can they can find me on pretty much facebook and twitter i uh, just f- look for tj loudner i think that's pretty much what i go by now even though i think legal name's travis but you're gonna find me just i think twitter's tj loud or underscore loudner so if they want to look for me there they can 
or they can call out to Tiburon. I am literally there almost every day. So I'm sure if they want to get a hold of me, that's fine too. Um, email is just tj at tiburongolf.com. So if they want to reach out to me, they sure, sure as well can. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll include those in some notes that go along with the show. And uh, and uh, thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it, TJ. Well, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. 